0: ResourceCast is a weekly podcast searching answers for hard questions on how to produce trade and consume natural resources. I am Hari Tulsidas, your host for the show. If you have a comment or a question, please leave me a message through email or leave a public comment on Reddit. Details are available on the show notes. Today is 15 March. 2020. In this episode, we will continue our examination on what it means for the oil and gas industry to react well and proactively to the last week disastrous events that unfolded, a crisis which is still in the making. The coronavirus outbreak is now declared as a pandemic by the World Health Organization. And Europe is emerging as the new epicenter of this pandemic. The counter is ticking very fast now. We have over 167,000 cases reported so far and 6,500 deaths were also reported. I would assume that the spread of this disease will be going very fast in the next few days. This is exponential growth that we are experiencing. A person infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus can spread it to two to three other people. In nuclear energy this is called a chain reaction where one atom splits and produces two to three neutrons and this two to three neutrons per fission or per split of an atom can induce further splits in the surrounding atoms. This builds up very fast in an exponential way and it can progress to a thermonuclear explosion if it is not controlled or it could be a continuous chain reaction if it is controlled by controlled roads and other design features in a nuclear reactor. The same is happening with coronavirus. Every infected person is spreading the disease to two to three people. That means it is growing in an exponential way. It is building up as a nuclear explosion. And we have very little capacity to understand this growth, this exponential growth. Exponential growth seems very slow at the initial stages, but as it develops, it will move very fast and hit the ceiling. For the natural resource industry, last week has been devastating for other reasons also. Oil and gas prices have plunged to new lows since 1992, the Gulf War. Along with that, the global stocks have the biggest downward weekly drop since the global financial crisis in 2008. On 9 March, the Black Monday, the FTSC fell by nearly 8%. Other major European markets also opened with losses of about 8%, having followed huge falls in the Asian markets. The S&P 500 dropped 7.6% on March 9th, along with many other averages in a global crash. On March 12th, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped by almost 10%, the largest one-day percentage decline since 1987's Black Monday crash. While the S&P 500 and NASDAQ each dropped by approximately 9.5%. Earlier that day, major stock indexes in Britain, France, Germany and Italy all fell over 10%. Now the question is, how should the world react to this? Coronavirus seems to have a positive impact on air pollution and did something on the climate front in slowing down the carbon dioxide buildup of the atmosphere. This is a good thing, but should we remain complacent in the advance of coronavirus pandemic, which could ultimately impact 60 to 70 percent of the world population and could have millions in fatalities? Or should the world be worried about the global financial crisis that could progress into a meltdown like what we saw? in 2008. If it progresses as a financial meltdown, it could take five or six years for the economy to regain its footing. Millions and billions of savings would be lost. Large number of companies will become bankrupt. Millions of people could become jobless. Food crisis, energy crisis and other crises could come in its way. Why should all this come together at the same time. If you see the oil and gas business, it always had a construct called prisoner's dilemma built into it. So what is happening now with the oil prices is partially the coronavirus pandemic that is creating a global panic that is suppressing the oil prices. Plus also we have seen a break within the so-called OPEC plus community. That is the OPEC countries and Russia and few other non-APOC countries. The oil and gas business has been at the center of economic growth and now we can see what is unfolding and can begin to question whether oil and gas industry will still remain as a fulcrum of the economy in the future. Since the World War II, oil and gas business has emerged as engine of growth. It is said that The Allied countries were driven to success through a flood of oil and gas. The British and the U.S. navies moved from coal-based power to oil-based power long before World War II. Since the end of World War II, oil and gas drove automation and industrialization in Europe and many other newly independent former colonies of Europe, But the oil prices remained more or less stable and low throughout 1960s and 70s. Then we saw an oil embargo coming in 1973. And from there, oil and gas started to gain another dimension, the dimension of geopolitics. So remember, earlier we had the dimension of economic power. So add to that, another dimension of geopolitics emerged after the oil embargo In 1973. It became part of the Middle East geopolitics. Some analysts believe that the Middle East would have been better off without oil resources. It destabilized the region to such an extent that several wars were fought in this region and that conflict still continues. Now oil and gas industry has become a major player in energy security as well as economic power as well as a major player in the geopolitics of a few regions in the world. Oil importing countries started to shell out a huge foreign exchange bill in exchange for oil that supported their industrialization and economic growth. But after a small peak in 1973, for a few months, oil and gas came back to earlier stability for most of 1980s and 90s. The start of 21st Century saw China and India starting to purchase more oil to fuel their development, and this started to have an impact on the oil and gas prices. The prices peaked at one forty-seven dollars per barrel by July two thousand eight, and then we saw the global financial meltdown, which brought down the oil prices to forty dollars by February two thousand nine. But following the two thousand eight financial crisis, oil and gas started to regain its strength again. And by by 31st January 2011, the oil prices touched $100 per barrel again. For the next three and a half years, the price largely remained in $90 to $120 per barrel range. And then somewhere around 2012 to 2014 time period, a new game started to play out. It was the U.S. shale gas phenomenon in the middle of 2014 oil prices started to decline due to significant increase in oil production in US and the declining demand also in the emerging countries there was an attempt by the OPEC to fight back the oil shale by increasing its production and thus pressing the oil prices. The oil prices by 3rd February 2016 was below $30 per barrel. In 2026 March, another price war has brought oil prices down to the same extent as in 2016. And this time it is coronavirus plus the squabbles within the OPEC and others that are impacting the prices. The agreement in 2017 reached between OPEC led by Saudi Arabia and other oil-producing cartel led by Russia, together called sometimes as OPEC Plus, to fix crude oil price to their benefit, was discontinued last week. This was due to these countries failing to settle the market share for each country. Against the backdrop of an oil glut and coronavirus outbreak and then an failed OPEC meeting, Russia flooded the market with extra oil. Saudi Arabia responded to Russia's move by announcing that it would not scale back oil production. It would increase oil production and cut prices. On 8th March, the oil price war was launched and later on the same day, oil prices had plunged 30 percent, representing the largest one-time drop since the 1991 Gulf War. The oil is trading at about $30 a barrel presently. Very few U.S. shale oil companies can produce oil when the price of oil is this low. At the March 2020 new low, many energy companies in U.S. will not be able to survive. Saudi Arabia, Iran and Iraq had the lowest production costs in 2016, while United Kingdom, Brazil, Nigeria, Venezuela and Canada had the highest. As the global crude oil demand has been stagnating, both Saudi Arabia and Russia, fearing their market share would be garnered by the U.S. in case they reduce their output to stabilize crude oil prices, decided to leave the oil prices to be decided by market on demand and availability as they, being low-cost producers, are confident of protecting or enhancing their market share. The U.S. has also reacted by opening up massive purchase of oil to top up their strategic oil reserves. How much impact This will do on the oil prices is something we will have to wait and see. It will be good that the oil-producing countries remember their previous experience in fighting U.S. shale oil. The U.S. shale is not going to disappear very easily. It has a lean infrastructure that can be scaled back or scaled in as required when prices are favorable. If OPEC and other countries are trying to defeat U.S. shale, it could inflict a short-term pain to the industry. But in long term, U.S. shale companies are more resilient just because they don't have a big capital infrastructure to protect. The U.S. shale production is dependent on hiring or leasing oil rigs when prices are favorable and take out these rigs when the prices are low and unaffordable. We all believe that the coronavirus outbreak will bring about a new norm on how the world will live and work in the future. In the same way, the oil price war that is happening now could also bring in a new norm for the oil and gas market. And this new norm may not be in the benefit of OPEC plus. It could mean that the OPEC plus will become more and more irrelevant in the economic, geopolitical and energy security space in the future. Economy, energy security and geopolitics were the three pillars on which oil and gas industries dominated so far and the events that are unfolding today. Coronavirus in the background of climate change and the present oil and gas war will make these three pillars more and more irrelevant in the future. That is not to say that oil and gas will become insignificant in the future. The need or demand for oil and gas will remain and oil and gas will remain as a major source to the energy mix worldwide. But what is going to happen is their dominant role in the energy and in the economy will start to weaken. We have to see whether the oil and gas industry is seeing this in the proper way. We have no indication that the oil and gas industry has got a large realization on where things are headed in the future. In other words, should the oil and gas industry be thinking about it and do something to retain their relevance in the world economy as well as in the energy situation? Coronavirus is the biggest crisis the world community is facing today. But the oil and gas industry is fighting its own war in trying to mow down US shale gas and oil, build up a price war, and to a large extent are diverted from the economic crisis that is engulfing the world due to the coronavirus situation. Whether it is the oil price war or ignoring coronavirus pandemic, both stems from a prisoner's dilemma like behavior as you know prisoner's dilemma is a rational reaction to how two prisoners will react when they are offered a bargain this is what ha- this is what is happening in the oil and gas price war as well as general level of neglect to the coronavirus situation by the industry also by failing to act major oil and gas companies are shying away from actually getting some benefit out of it rationally they think that getting involved in controlling the coronavirus pandemic will cost them money and will bring them no great benefit this is fundamental rational thinking but it is also a classical prisoners dilemma situation now i'm focusing on oil and gas industry but every other major industrial sector is complicit in this. You can name steel industry, cement industry, shipping industry or the pharmaceutical industry. But oil and gas industry gets a special mention here because even while this coronavirus pandemic is progressing rapidly, this industry is in the midst of a price war spat. This makes the situation very complex. Already oil and gas industry is Image with the general public is at the lowest today, against the backdrop of climate change. But their insensitivity towards coronavirus situation makes the situation even worse. Of course, only the OPEC plus countries should be blamed for the price war spat. But responding to coronavirus situation is something every major oil and gas country as well as company is complicit in. We know that coronavirus pandemic has got a correlation with the polluted air over the industrial centers which has emerged as the major clusters of this pandemic Wuhan in China, Daegu in South Africa, and Milan in Italy. This is a novel coronavirus and we have to learn a lot about how this coronavirus transmits from person to person. But one thing is very clear. If the quality of air is really bad, it gives a higher chance of this virus being migrated from one person to another. This is something studies could prove or disprove in the future. But let us assume that this is the situation as on date. Developing a vaccine for a viral infection is a very tricky business. Today, technology is there to speed on a few steps the initial few steps in developing candidate vaccines. But once these candidate vaccines are developed, it has to go through human tests in three phases. The results from these tests will have to be understood. It has to be analysed in great detail before the vaccine could be approved for general use. We know that coronavirus is infecting the human population the third time in the last 17 years. The first incident was in 2002 with SARS outbreak. The second came in 2012 with MERS outbreak and the third, the novel coronavirus, came in 2019. There were attempts earlier to develop a coronavirus vaccine as well as antiviral drugs that can suppress many of the deleterious effects on the body due to this infection. But all these efforts were given up Halfway. Because the pandemics or the epidemics were in control within a few months and the pharmaceutical companies did not have the incentive to go forward with spending money on vaccine development. The chances are that the same will happen this time also. There are about 30 companies which are having initiatives in developing coronavirus vaccines today. the companies in the US has already declared that they are going to start human trails within a few weeks. But what happens if this virus outbreak, this virus pandemic comes under control and there are no more a big market for these vaccines to be sold? Naturally, the companies will stop their investments and reduce their exposure to further risks. So it is very doubtful that the current market models will be able to stop pandemics in any way manner. Antiviral drugs could be developed faster and this could save lives if not prevent the infection. However, even this will not be developed if there is not a big market for the drugs. Now this oil and gas industry is a big industry. They are rich in cash and could well support an initiative to develop vaccines what is needed today is a new global initiative which is divorced from the commodity market model to develop vaccines and drugs to fight pandemics like this but the question naturally asked will be why should we spend money in an activity which is no way related to our business. This is a rational question and it works in the same way rationality works in a prisoner's dilemma situation. Let someone else put the money. There are governments, NGOs and others who are capable of taking global initiative for vaccine development or antiviral drug development. Why should an industry which has got nothing to do with human health go into this and Support such an initiative, what the oil and gas companies should remember is that in the end they will be also be the victims of the global economic meltdown. By some estimates, the global GDP will be reduced by about three trillion dollars due to this epidemic, and many have started to question this number and say that three trillion dollars is a very conservative estimate. the real cost of this pandemic is going to be much larger if The oil and gas industry can manage itself to emerge from this prisoner's dilemma situation. This is a perfect opportunity for the industry to say that we care. We are in the business of human welfare and development and not just in the business of making money. They could declare themselves as supporters of a major global initiative to produce coronavirus vaccination. This could well become the beginning of their redemption. The oil and gas industry can use their skills in understanding geology and the natural world and transfer it to the task of controlling a pandemic. Both the situation have a similar underlying structure. Controlling a pandemic and discovering oil and gas and producing it fall in the area of organized complexity. This area is beyond the reach of simple analysis or complicated statistics. If the oil and gas industry puts its efforts in this area, that is in controlling a pandemic, that could be beginning of a journey towards a workable solution for carbon capture. How, you may ask. Rational thinking will not help here in reaching that answer. It is all about breaking the prisoner's dilemma mindset. And For that, some intuitive methods are required. natural world is more than the sum of its parts it is compounding it has got the property of emergence and it is constantly evolving we will not be able to predict where the connections go from managing a pandemic to from managing a pandemic to finding a solution to carbon capture seems to be two different ball games but it could well be related and this is an area where oil and gas industry should be ready to threat. Finally, it could bring a win-win solution for the human population of the world, now threatened by this pandemic, and a general situation for the industry which is threatened by oblivion. I hope the oil and gas industry will awake to this situation and bring in new vigour, new climate of innovation that could be a saviour to the whole industry from the situation they are currently now engulfed in. We will stop here. Your comments on the issues discussed today will be very helpful for us. Please let me know your thoughts by email or through Reddit. Next week, ResourceCast will be back with another burning topic. Goodbye.